1: Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It is me, Nick Housman, and uh, please take your shoes off at the door, hang your coat up on the coat rack. You can say hello to Willow, Willow, my little beagle running around in here, and today in the living room sitting Fireside, we have a great person to have a conversation with all about the world of professional wrestling. He's from the Wrestling Observer and Matman Podcast. It is Andrew Zarian. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time for uh, to talk to me today.
2: Nick, thanks for having me. Uh, you um, know, I was waiting for the invite, and it finally arrived, which I, I'm I'm thrilled about. Well,
1: I gave it to Willow. I said, Willow, take this down the street. Go give Mr. Zarian his invitation. And I think she chased a squirrel and came home and never delivered it. So I'm Listen, sorry it I took so it. long. It
2: happens. It happens. It got lost in my Listen, I, I'm thrilled that that, that that I'm doing this. And uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, a lot you. of a lot of positivity coming out of your shows, uh, your reporting. Uh, you know, I've been following you for years now. So it's, it's cool that we could do this.
1: Oh, they, well, I appreciate it. we I try to bring positivity in the world. You know, with the conversations, like I talked to Joey Janella this past week. That's on the podcast feed. Nothing but positive vibes there. I don't. I don't. I don't think he likes CM Punk at the moment over the Rocky movie thing. But even that seems pretty fun and harmless. You know? Listen, who hasn't seen Rocky Three? Apparently, I, CM Punk. Apparently, I like that Janela's going at it. Where he's like, everybody's got real personal issues with CM Punk. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to concoct a very artificial feud with CM Punk over nothing just to make light of the whole situation. Very mm, chef's kiss from the bad boy there. I love it. Love it. He's in the zone right now. Uh, Well, uh, before we get into the show here, hey, I brought up Janela. Yesterday I was talking to Wade Keller. We had uh, Kitty McIntosh uh, on Tuesday in the House of Wrestling. And Phil Lindsay stayed up late with me on Monday. We threw that into the Tuesday show as well. Um, So we got a lot of great voices in the mix here already this week even before Andrew showed up in the house. So if you want to catch all that content, head over to the House of Wrestling podcast feed. And, of course, you can go find all the highlights and news every single morning and day and night, House of Wrestling, of wrestlingcom And we are here right now on Premier Streaming Network, Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern. That's where you can catch the latest episodes of House of Wrestling. Andrew, you're a business guy. You have to know we are now co-owned here,
2: or they are, Premier by Freddie Prince Jr. Isn't that wild? That's a big deal. Huge deal. That's a huge deal. Uh, you know, I can mention his name too often around my wife. Huge crush of hers growing oh my up. Oh god, dude. You same. know, huge middle school, high school crush, Freddie Prince Jr. So uh if you say that too many times, I'll get in trouble here.
1: Well, and it's the whole he's married to Sarah Michelle Geller thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, and like the my wife also, by the way, same deal. When I bring up Freddie, it's always like a kind of swoon. Yeah, but something then- happens. Oh, it's he's got a he's got a touch, right? And but it's it's not just that it's that he's grown into like a responsible adult husband man and the it's not just that she loves Freddie it's that she loves the life he's created and him and Sarah both she she can just go on for 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 an hour talking about how beautiful
2: their life is together uh, amazing I love it. I'm
1: surprised it. he hasn't talked to me when I say things like this. He's like, That's weird,
2: Nick. I don't <laughs> does he doesn't tell you it's weird? He does he Nick. does he enjoy it?
1: I would <laughs> well, love to Well, I, I haven't got I've I haven't got to meet Freddie yet. I'm hoping to here very soon because we're in the same universe now. But you know, when I walk down the stairs, right, as a beautiful princess, I just want him to look at me, right? The same <laughs> way. Anyway. I get it. I get it, man. All right. Um, I put over all that stuff. And then, yeah, tomorrow, by the way, on the podcast feed, uh, I did an interview with Teddy Long. It was for Inside the Ropes. It it went up yesterday. I've been doing weekly interviews for them. But we get the audio here uh, after they run it over there. So we're going to put that up on Friday. And, uh, of course, you go over to Inside the Ropes, find the coverage of the Teddy uh, conversation. Big news coming out of it. He got high with RVD backstage at the draft. Wow. What a great
2: story. Isn't that great? I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way, right?
1: (laughs) That's all I wanted to do, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, well, I brought up Phil Lindsay. Before we get to the news you broke yesterday, Andrew, which got a lot of attention, coverage on the site, um, I, I brought up Phil Lindsay. Phil was over at my house on Monday night. Phil and I both live in Chicago. We uh, had been wanting to meet up and hang out. My wife was out of town on a business trip, so we had just planned on hanging out, messing around, record a little bit after the show. But when he came over, we're going to start talking, and I, I was getting the vibe, something's going on here with Will Washington. He would be very coy about it. But he's like, I think Will's going to make some news this week. Well, what's going on? Wouldn't tell me. But he was very excited for Will. Well, now I know why. Because yesterday before Dynamite, Tony Khan put out on Twitter uh, an official all elite graphic for former Grapsy co-host Will Washington. Uh, Tony noted he's going to be joining AEW as the wrestling administration coordinator. You will have social media, PR, live event and creative responsibilities. Fightful saying the deal was done on April 27th, though uh, some talents and staff were told uh, the Wednesday night before. And the uh, Wrestling Observer here this morning, Dave, was talking about it, and he just wanted everybody to know, even though we'll have creative influence here, especially on long-term storytelling is what Fightful said, uh, the the buck still stops with Tony Khan, just like all the other creative people that have been in the room with Tony in the past, like the Bucks, uh, like Pat Buck. And others. Uh, what's your take here on Will joining
2: AEW, Andrew? Listen, I, I got to meet Will a little over a year ago. Uh, Will and I have kind of danced in the same little circle. Uh, he was a big fan of tech podcasts, and not, that's how I started off with podcasting. Uh, and we, the first time I spoke to Will, I had him on my show, and we just, like, off the air, we spoke for like an hour. Uh, and, and you know, you you kind of connect with someone. So I'm a little biased here. I like Will tremendously as a human being, as a person. Uh, great guy. Uh, but outside of that, great wrestling mind totally understands you know uh, you know how things evolve and how things change. Also, he has a great wrestling IQ. His his memory retention is unbelievable. Uh, and this is something that Aew kind of needs. They need some sort of continuity. They need someone that's on top of things. Uh, I know that they made a big move with PR with uh, Adam Hopkins going there which I think is a positive for them, someone with 26 years experience. So I think they're just filling in these corporate pieces that that's kind of been lacking, you know, for everything that you see on TV, it takes X amount of people to execute it. Uh, I think if you have someone that is analytical, and uh has a good mind for the business like will i think it's i think it's totally a plus for the company and i hope they continue to grow like this i hope they continue to look at the community also and see you know who they could pick and choose this is something that AEW has done well in the past and uh, they're continuing to do so
1: yeah and there's a trust factor with will and tony too i know these two have known each other for a long time like i've i've heard i don't think i've ever asked will explicitly this but i've heard that they were like on message boards and stuff Way, way, way back in the day, very, very familiar with one another. So this isn't like Tony bringing in somebody he just met in the past, let's say five years, right? When Tony yeah. Tony's met so many people in the last five years, right? And you know, this is somebody he's known for for sounds like well north of a decade, right? And this is somebody that I, when I was asking around about Will signing, I had somebody say to me that uh, internally he's being talked about maybe as like the first formal writer for aew which is a term that tony didn't put on it and has always kind of shied away from but it sounds like from what it's being described to me with you know him trying to trying to fill in the continuity gaps right and tell that long-term storytelling sounds like he is going to be serving a a bit as a writer for for people in different situations it's just a, a kind of a subtle shift that's happening backstage that i don't know if anybody's kind of noticing quite yet
2: yeah, listen. Organization is key, you know. Especially if you're, you have, you know. Tony's dealing with Ring of Honor now. Uh, a Saturday Show, uh, Dynamite, Rampage. There's a lot of moving parts here, and the way that you continue, you know, Tony off the bat when that when that company started, he was putting together some unbelievable matches. But now, you, you it goes beyond that I mean, you you understand how it works too, right? Oh, sure. I think our, our entire the the entire audience here knows. It's more than just great matches to attract new viewership and attract the casual vote. I'm not saying that that's what Will's going to be doing, but I I think to have someone that could kind of look at this and say, Hey, look, we did this already. We did this three months ago. The finishes can't be the same or whatever he's going to be doing. I think that's, that's a plus. I, I agree. And it can't, it comes at the right time too. Uh, I mean,
1: last night's dynamite was fine the week before. I know a lot of people had issues with, I
2: hated the way they got to this four pillars match. I thought it was just, very very convoluted that's so- been my take but the entire time it's not it, it's and, and no knock against the talent i think it's it's well deserved and we know that the four those are the four pillars and you you are gonna get to there i just don't like how they got to there
1: oh so messy so so messy and like if i never hear matt hardy explain the storyline that led to this ultimate deletion firm match ever again i will be fine with that <laughs> what a mess so it you know tony is obviously stretched thin and that brings us to the story you broke yesterday on social media andrew and that is that aew dark and dark elevation are done uh at least for the time being this has to do with of course the new warner brothers discovery deal that is coming up that includes collision uh it also has warner brothers discovery airing all aew content and uh the deal does i'm sorry i wrote the wrong here on the run sheet the deal does not include ring of honor uh as part of it so is this is this part of the bigger kind of like TV rights negotiations going on? Is that what you is that what you mean by new deal or is there something separate from that,
2: that I'm missing here? So uh, the way that I, I wrote it exactly how it was worded to me uh, right. because I didn't want to, I didn't want to film the bike. So I asked, I said, well, does this include the dynamite deal? And I was kind of like shimmied away from asking that question. Okay. So I don't know if they're in the middle of negotiating. I don't know if the deal is close I do know from people that I speak to at Warner, uh, they are very in the AEW side. They they very much understand the importance of having live AEW content on their pro on their on their channels. They understand the the branding. They understand that it's a key demo that they're attracting each and every week live. Uh, there's there's really not too many. You know, a lot of people say, well, the NFL, NBA, it's not 52 weeks out of the year and if having live content like this live sports or live whatever you want to deem let let's call it sports right live sports 52 weeks out of the year that's inexpensive for you as a as a franchise it's it's a win for them i don't know if they're you know i have heard the 100 million dollar number that people are you know that's that's the goal i've heard that number a couple times from people i don't know what they're going to get i i hope they get 100 million i hope they get more than 100 million dollars Having two hours on Wednesday, having two hours on Saturday, having an hour on Friday, and then everything else you're doing—that's that's a lot of synergy between the two brands. Are you saying a hundred million dollars for the for the rates for everything
1: I, coming up, or think, what do you? you know, what is that
2: number on? That was that was a number that was being thrown around a while ago. I, I nothing nothing official to report, but I know that, that that was a number that I had heard, even before the Friday before the Saturday show happened. Okay. Because like so, it,
1: it would seem I, that they're coalescing around a pretty big <laughs> investment yeah. in, in, in AEW here. If they're like, we need you to get your stuff off streaming platforms, your content's going to be on our platform all the time. And we want more of it. That's a pretty big indicator to me of, of where we're heading here 13 yeah. days away from the upfronts for also, WBD. There,
2: there's also other... Um... I'm going to use the word synergy because I've I've read it 18 times in a corporate email I received this morning at 830 in the morning. So I'm going to say there's other other aspects to the AEW relationship. The reality show that they're doing now uh, with with uh, after Dynamite, you know, that's just one piece. I, I've heard other names being thrown around. I've heard uh, very unique concepts being thrown around. So. I, I don't think it's, it's just the wrestling bubble. I do think that they're going to expand this relationship, uh, you know, and it really depends on the success of this Saturday show and what else you could do. Uh, they've had a lot of, you know, if you really think about it, a three-year-old company to get this many, you know, they've had the Battle of the Belt specials. They've had Rampage immediately off the bat. It, it's really interesting to see how, even with the merger, right, that, that made things a little messy for a short period of time, how involved warner is with AEW as far as the relationship goes it's not you know i i I don't think it's it's as deep as usa and and uh and wwe but you know for a three three four year old company to have this kind of relationship with a channel that really uh didn't want to do wrestling for many many years says a lot about how much they trust tony and the vision that he has
1: and 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 it seems like in the long run, I tweeted this the other day. It seems like in the long run, it was probably a good buy on Tony's part to pick up a company like Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because anything, because like you say, as, invo- as involved as Warner Brothers Discovery is in the AEW product now, if there's stuff like working with the Briscoe brothers, or you know, if he wants to do a gusset-plated fluorescent light bulb exploding death match in the middle of a field, you can go do that in, in Ring of Honor, right? You can. It's also, it's also it's also assets,
2: right? Uh, If you're right. evaluating the if you're evaluating what AEW is worth, having on hand assets like a 25 year old or 20 year old tape library for a for essentially every wrestler that's made it in the business. Sure. Says a lot, you know, and that is very valuable. And when you're building your company, you kind of want that. Also, you know, if you're if you want to be on HBO Max or whatever they're going to call it or you want to have your own AEW streaming platform, you need content. And I think part of the dark and dark elevation concept was that to have content for when they're building a library and to have, you know, um, Willow, for example, right? Willow, a lot of people love Willow, uh, to have her inception in AEW to, you know, if she becomes a big star, that's really valuable and you have a place to store that and you have the archives. So a lot of it, yeah, it's great content, but it's also, you're building that library for the future. Uh, I, I. You know, I don't know how much this will affect tapings with Dark Elevation and Dark Gone. I think it was great to as a as a one hour show or two hour show to see young up and coming you know wrestlers on their TV to do something. But you know, you added another two hours and you added Ring of Honor. So, do you really need those two tapings?
1: A uh, couple things. First of all, with the value of Ring of Honor. Now, in your own report here, you note know that Ring of Honor is not part of this deal, right? So if you're going yeah. to HBO Max, you know, it would seem AEW Dark, Dark Elevation. I, I mean, I don't know if it's hundreds, thousands of matches. I have no idea how many matches Dark cranked out. I honestly have no idea what that figure looks like. Those matches would be, I think, fine as to kind of pick the AEW brand up over there. But, you know, I've talked to people in the past that are like, sure, you bought content by the pound from Ring of Honor with this purchase, but how much of it is usable, right? Yeah. Go back and watch some of this stuff. It is rough. It is yeah. rough watching. It would need a lot of cleaning up because if you put that on your on your HBO Max right alongside your glitzy, perfectly produced content, doesn't quite feel the same. So I don't really know how much – you can tell me, but I don't know how much value Warner Brothers Discovery sees. In a Ring of Honor at the moment.
2: I don't know how much value they see. I don't, and, you know, a lot of this has to do with, yeah, they're in a contract year. And I'm sure Tony wants them on something, some sort of platform. I know that streaming is being discussed. So I I don't, I don't know what the value of Ring of Honor on a a Warner property is. But as far as AEW's value internally, they see this as, you know, it's assets on hand. For, for whatever reason that, you know, you need that, uh you know, having a tape library and you took it away from WWE, that also that also plays a part in here, right? Sure. WWE yeah. doesn't control the narrative of professional wrestling, but you're absolutely right. Some of those tapes are, are rough. Uh, most most of the first half of Ring of Honor, those tapes are rough. Also, um they, have they gone through the content to see what was said, what wasn't said? You no. Know, the and, standards uh... that we have today are very different than the standards we had in 2002, 2003, especially with the way we speak. So I I don't know if that's, that's part of, you know, the, the holdup also.
1: See, that's the thing is like ring of honor becomes this really interesting place where Tony can do things. Now. I don't know how Warner brothers discovery would feel about Tony saying, well, if you guys don't want ROH, I'm going to go make a deal with NBC universal or whoever it may be. Right. I don't know how that would fly, but it does give him this kind of landing place to try out things, do things. Honor club does not feel like a viable, option for me in the long run it has like maybe 10 15,000 subscribers yeah. that's your viewership each week if they all watch if so i don't see that as a viable model but with ring of honor i have heard that they were going to film ring of honor the same day as collision and then they were going to film rampage and dynamite on wednesdays i don't know does that resonate with things that you've been hearing
2: uh that makes that makes all the sense in the world I know that they're they're going to restructure how they tape it and I think that's fine, you know. Uh I guess if you tape Rampage first, which I've always said should have been the way for those right. tapings, but it was messing up the continuity of promoting something on 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 Wednesday for Friday, so you're always off. So when you're watching as a live audience, you're kind of confused here as, you know, why is John Moxley coming out for this match? You know, you you I think that was part of the problem here with yeah, taping yeah. Rampage, but I mean, going into those tapings, uh, for a ring of uh, for AEW. It it's long, you know. When you're going in, the show starts at seven o'clock, and you're there till midnight or so. If you're sure. they're, they're taping Rampage, I, I think moving Rampage first would kind of help a little bit. But I don't know how they'll do this. But I, I, it's a lot. It's a lot of wrestling to tape. Two I, days. I,
1: I think that rampage would become less like, I mean, you would, you could do things that, you know, for continuity's sake may seem a little off and you explain them on dynamite. Like you have a match, but you don't really say why the match is happening because the way that it was framed to me by somebody I spoke with was uh rampage. They want to remain uh on TNT and be kind of a floater, right? Like it'll have a stable time slot, but they just want this extra hour of wrestling that if it needs to get bumped around or whatever, they have the ability to kind of float that. That's how it was described to me. And yeah. with collision going to t- it sounds like, uh, were you the one that said they're going to TNT? Yes. <laughs> I thought TNT. So I didn't want to check my notes, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I know this one. Yeah. You know, I, that, that would be the deal. And then you would keep dynamite over on the, on the steady TBS slot. And then of course, again, with ring of honor, I don't know what you do with that, but with dark going away, I would think ring of honor would become this place where maybe some of the talent that was more over than others on the darks i think that's how you start to
2: flush out your ring of honor ross oh absolutely definitely uh you know i i i think that should be the way uh you know i've always said ring of honor could be a great nxt like product for them right you know you have your favorites that maybe they're not going to get the timing on tv but you know you're not going to move a guy like andrade or or miro to ring of honor Right. But you can move somebody else there and get they'll get some great FaceTime and they'll they'll have you know they'll be in front of a big audience too because they're taping it in front of Collision like you know possibly like you sure. said um, I but w- at the end of the day where is that product living and who's going to watch it I got to tell you I I barely get to see it, it I works. and I and I subscribe to Honor Club I just barely get to see it because of timing and it's just it's not in my schedule so. Uh, it's, you know, it's that's both the problem good, with digital.
1: It's a both a good bad thing because and I don't know if there's anything to this, but if I'm Warner Brothers Discovery, I'm probably saying to myself, this AW thing is working. Push this thing harder while Tony's going. But we've also got this other wrestling thing and they're going, bah, 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 bah. we don't have Major League Baseball and XLB. Right. We don't have the you know, we don't have yeah. both. We have, you know, one or and they're not, I don't think they're in the baseball game, but whatever. They, uh, you pick a lane, right? You pick one product to get behind, and so like where Ring of Honor would live if it's not Honor Club. I mean, I guess it, since it's well produced, you could put it on Max, right, and not put it on TV. You could lump it over as some kind of just HBO Max exclusive kind of content.
2: Yeah. I guess that's possible. I, I think that would be the best place for it. You know, right? depending on what HBO's do, what what Max, I, I, it has to be HBO. I I, I don't get the ch- name change. Uh, it's <laughs> you know apparently home box office does not resonate with Gen Z. That that's the reason, right? Uh, uh, I uh, yeah, I, I think if you're building if you're building Max and you're you're gonna have sports on there and you're gonna have live sports. I believe they play. They had a uh, they had soccer already on there live on Max. I think so. I don't so know. I, yeah. you're you're playing with the concept. And if they could do it, they could do it. BR Live, if you really think about it, it's it's a it's a outdated platform, really. Yeah. It's just sitting there. So why why not incorporate the two? I think this is part of that the merger talks, you know, kind of slowed things down. Uh, I was told that they they did have a concept for a streaming deal before the merger, and the merger put everything on hold. Uh I was told this by someone that that shouldn't have known, but they did. OK, Uh, maybe from maybe maybe on the other on the comp- competition side, which I always found that interesting that they they had wind of this and very detailed information about it. So uh, to me, that means that something was happening there and obviously the merger slowed it down. I I, I think, you know, we're going to see uh, I expect the announcement uh, to be positive about a new TV deal for them. I expect Ring of Honor to get some sort of digital placement that's better than Honor Club. Uh, it's just a matter of time now. So. Are are you anticipating all of this being announced at once, or do you think they drip 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 it? I think it's drip drip drip. I think I think the May seventeenth announcement for Collision, uh, that's I, I think that'll just be for Collision and what they're doing on Saturdays, uh, maybe. And then I don't know if we'll find out who's on that brand split. Uh, I I I think you could kind of assume some of the names that that will be on that product. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, but. I I don't think it's a hard as hard you know I I'm very confused over it because initially I was told it's a soft split and people are going to go be going back and forth and then when I said that the same person came to me and said uh, it's not as soft as you're alluding to Th- dude so, but that's the
1: thing is I saw you say that and I I had wanna... to
2: correct myself live
1: well I, because <laughs> well but I I saw you say that and the and I I looked at it and I go well that's kind of what I heard but I didn't hear it was so soft right like I heard they're going to be hiring a bunch of people here to flush out two rosters pretty soon and uh you know we'll see what that looks like but i mean that's why i think you know i think that's why brian cage's signing makes more sense i think a couple of these people that they've they've picked up again that they haven't really been using makes more sense Uh, you know i i would anticipate you know and and with dark going away yes some of that talent will wind up over on Ring of Honor, I think. But I think other than that talent, I think they're about to get a ticket, man. I think there's going to be a, ri- a couple rides here for some people soon.
2: Yeah, listen, uh, they have guys like, okay, where's Andrade? You know? He's with Charlotte. Come on. Uh, he's with Charlotte. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's where he is. <laughs> uh, you know, like I brought up Miro and Andrade, but those are great examples of you. They're, they're names. They're recognizable names. They're great talent for whatever reason, personal or not personal. They're not on TV. This is a nice, fresh start for them. To say, hey, listen, I know that this isn't working out here, but let's work on something creative. You could be highlighted more. There's more time for you now on TV. You know, the you're gonna see this. I think Brian Cage, like you said, is a, is a great example of this. This was someone that was disgruntled, and uh, you know, now they resigned him. Uh, he's not that disgruntled if he's getting signed, and he obviously knows something that's gonna be positive for him. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people are worked up over how are they going to do another two hours i think this is a positive i think it was necessary it, this is not a thunder situation uh you know thunder was done as a very hastily uh counter uh to to get more viewers to the network uh you've heard everybody's heard eric bischoff talk about it numerous sure. times and how that thing conceptualized uh I, I just i hope it's as an a show as as it's being said
1: I hope so, too. And what's so f- interesting to me about this is if the hatchet is not buried between the elite and punk, which it doesn't sound like it is or will be by the time this all goes to air, and things can always change, but that's the vibe I'm getting at the moment. Um, if there's really not a buried hatchet here, this really is kind of a competition then. It's game on in a different way, right? Yeah. Where you're going to have uh, two brands that are re- – like, they don't want to lose – I'm sure nobody wants to lose that demo or viewership battle that week if there's actual bad blood. It it has either the potential to be fantastic or wow, I have no idea which way this thing could go, man. But
2: here's the thing, I don't know if you, what you heard here okay. or, or if you could talk about, it, but I I was never told that this is just the CM like CM Punk is exclusive for Collision. I was the, never told the that. The
1: first time that I was told about this, which was uh the it was the day of Ring of Honor Supercard. If you go back and watch the Supercard media scrum, I actually kind of like indirectly but directly asked Tony about this story, but I didn't know enough and wanted yeah. anyway, whatever. So, but when the day I was told this information by my source initially, it was said punk on one show, elite on the other show. That was one of the first things out of the, the same mouth. So, way, yeah, yeah, same thing, but so and then I, I had- digged. And I said,
2: I'm like, is that is that just like you're separating them for the day or is it separated indefinitely?
1: no, No, but here's the thing is, at first, not knowing much, it sounded like, wow, that's crazy that Tony would create another show just to keep these two people separate. Now, that brings us to where we're at in the negotiations. And my attitude has kind of changed because it sounds more like Tony was talking to WBD. Like, they want more money, or he wants more money. They're like, well, if you want more money, we need more content. And Tony goes, we could do another show. And they go, that'd be great. Then this little light bulb goes off in his head, and he goes, well, wait, if, if they want another show and I could do another show, well, maybe I'll just put Punk on one show and I'll put the Elite on the other show and bada boom, now we're off into the races, right? I think that's closer to how the jet engine was invented here. Uh, right uh, behind this whole situation, so I don't think it was creating a show for Punk. I think it was uh, an opportunity arose, and let's yeah. try this out. You and, know? and
2: Punk and Punk came in a mix because when I was told about the Collision show, uh, I was told it's 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 an hour show initially. I was like, oh, an hour show on a Saturday, and then the number six o the six o'clock time slot was being spoken about. Sure, and I was even sent the the ratings. For the last, I guess, year or so of that time slot and where, where the show would fall. And it would, it would have fallen on TBS. TNT had nothing. They, they weren't even in the top rankings. I think since like March 21, so, or, or November 21, they weren't even in the rankings for ratings, but I was like, okay, so maybe they'll have another show. You'll get a lot of the younger talent on there. Maybe one big main event. And it's a fun Saturday show that could attract a different audience. I was thinking, okay, well, younger audience you could get at 6 o'clock opposed to 10 o'clock on a, on a Friday or even 8, 9 o'clock on a Wednesday. Sure. Um, and it slowly evolved, and the more the more I was talking to the people at Warner, it, it became, no, 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 this is this is an A show. Yeah. It's not just a the, like a weekend, Saturday night, you know, WCW show. This is going to be a main show, and then the punk story started coming out. So it's very interesting how this came about. Uh, you know, another two hours is going to be going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, it is all hands on deck to get this thing uh, on the on the rails for a couple reasons. First of all, to make it work for WBD and to get the most money possible. Right. Like if there's ever been a time for everybody to shut up and get in line and do their best, it's now because you got to get the big bag of money. And then you could go back to your thieves' den and figure out how to 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 spice up the money. I hate you. You hate me. Guns go off. Five guys left standing. The yeah. whole deal, right? But you gotta you gotta rob the bank first, okay? And so that's that's priority number one. Two, you're, you're It sounds like based off what Tony said yesterday on Twitter, they're about halfway to ninety thousand tickets in pre-sales alone for this huge Wembley Stadium show. Uh, it, you know maybe there will be some big surprises. I don't know if Goldberg's gonna be there. But this—it's been a long time since Tony has had the roster at full capacity, uninjured, not in jail, not uh, in their Chicago condo. Right, yeah. everybody's back, and you know now you can really do your big bad AEW Dream Match: Hardy's FTR, uh, CM Punk versus MJF,
2: maybe you know whatever it could be. I mean, you want to do ninety thousand? You're gonna you. you if 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 the reality of 90,000 is really a reality uh can i uh, you would have to do punk and the elite you would have to do I punk don't think and Kenny. So. You, I you don't think you, think, you so. think what do you think they'll do what what's your over under um for people attendance wise yeah. i think they sell every
1: ticket they put out there i whatever it may be because because AEW fans is is far as i've gotten to know them are insane human beings about their product. And if they can help Tony Khan put out that tweet that says we sold 90,000 tickets, they will mortgage their house. They will sell their children to be there, fill two seats and help make that moment a reality and bought that. I was here. T-shirt. That is how AEW fans work. I think that this is so big. It is. uh, They want to make such a statement. I, I, I think they sell every single ticket they put out there.
2: I, I, I I I said it was. I had the over on fifty five. I'm taking over on sixty five now. Uh, 65. I'm bumping it. I'm bumping it to to a little over sixty five thousand now. I think they packed the place, man. I, I think really they do. should do a WWE thing and announce one hundred and eighty thousand people in the building.
1: Why not? They Why could not? do. Ho- they Hogan's alive. Have him take on hologram Andre. You oh know. My
2: gosh, you could do it. I've you been can do it.
1: a huge proponent of hologram Andre coming in and becoming a new champion again. Right. Let's break <laughs> it. Let's run it back. Um. But, you know, I don't know who else is out there, you know, yeah. Um. except for a Goldberg to really kind of maybe bring in some extra needed. umph. but, and, and as, as it stands, I don't think, I don't think punk the elite happens at Wembley for what it's worth. I know a lot of people are sold on it. I'm still not hundred percent that we're going to see Jericho punk feuding. So much as maybe sharing space, but we'll see how that one goes as well. I had somebody make a bet with me yesterday that that match is happening. I bet a whole slice of pizza on it. That's so what was I was it? told. I was yeah. told that it's happening. You were told that it's happening. <laughs> I was, I was
2: told it. that there, there, before I was told about the meeting, I was told that that's the plan to have Jericho and Punk. But I don't, you know, that was before the meeting. I have no idea what happened Yeah. After that. I don't know. A lot of bad
1: blood there. Um, so anyway, speaking of Punk, one last thing here in our AEW block. I did have Wade Keller on the sh- uh, as an interview yesterday. And uh, we did. I didn't want to talk about it on Tuesday. But yeah, on the show yesterday, he seemed, to, he seemed to tell me what he's hearing is Tony didn't know Punk was going to be at that WWE Raw show asking people what the heck is going on. Now, maybe he needs plausible deniability and he's just acting like he didn't know Punk was going to be there. But based off what Wade is hearing, Tony did not know Punk was going to be there and was reacting in a way that people believed that did not know Punk was going to be there. I don't know if that that means anything to you.
2: I don't know. Uh, You know, it's pro wrestling. (laughs) Everybody lies. Okay. (laughs) You know. What? Uh, Did you know that? Did you know that? In pro wrestling, everybody lies. That's unbelievable.
1: I'm kind of, I'm not
2: salty with Dax Hardwood, Dax
1: Hardwood, because I like Dax a lot. But reflecting on the interview I did with him, with him knowing where he was going, I feel a little bit like a I was a prop. I feel a little propped, you know, in that situation.
2: Yeah, listen, I Well, you caused trouble. You know, that whole that whole media scrum issue, the the the, the muffin gate and uh, the the that's all on you. You started the whole thing. Yeah, man, don't yeah, don't, don't think you're... I don't hear don't, don't think I don't hear about it. There is <laughs> There is an insane human being
1: who did a Reddit thread that is obnoxiously long. And uh, at the end of it, spoiler alert, is a montage of photos of me is saying, and how is this guy at all the right places at all the right times?
2: And I'm like, you know, I don't I, know. I, I know. sometimes I, I take a little edible and I sit there and I watch that scrum like it's a horror movie with my wife. And yeah. it, it's you asking a question and, and Punk is, you know, out of his mind. I'm like, it, it's really when you really look at it in certain ways, uh, it, it was—I don't think it could have, if it was planned to happen. I don't think it could have happened as as fluidly as it did. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> it was a wonderful <laughs>
1: bit of it was a wonderful bit of improv. And my scene was... partner was Phil Brooks that
2: day. <laughs> there it was. Well, don't you do a little? Don't you do a little theater? Don't you do a little comedy and improv? I I used to do improv. I'm try. Yeah. I'm gonna maybe. I'm gonna try
1: to do a show here by the end of the year. I you think just. You should. Be- just because I should feel like I should capitalize on it. But then every time I think about staying up after 10 o'clock and being in a theater on a weeknight, yeah. I'm like,
2: I don't like that. Well, don't actually, know that. You know, Nick, let me ask you this. Right. Oh, sure. a- and with collision on Saturday. You're married. You know, you have a personal life. Are you going to watch it live?
1: Well, I will in the winter when I can't leave my home in Chicago Um, in the summer when I'm running around, I, I probably won't be on my Saturdays as much. But as but, you know, I think it was actually Wade yesterday that we were talking about where the elite draws a different, a slightly different demo than punk. Right. The elite draws closer to that 18 to 35. Then you've got punk where it's more 35 to 44. Right. Because it's like, you know, when fans came up with the industry, I actually think the balance of Wednesday to Saturday is pretty good in that regard, because you're probably going to have less people in that 18 to 25 or 35 demo that the buck bucks, you know, thrive in. Uh, wanting to stick around in their house on a Saturday night. You're probably going to have more people like me looking to do something uh, in between dinner and Saturday night live. So (laughs) So I'm actually, I'm actually fine with it. You know, that's me. Uh, All right. Let's do some WWE. We got about 10 minutes here. We'll do some WWE news. First of all, uh, Q1 2023 financial results uh, came out. um, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. Time is irrelevant. Whatever this week. And they had the results. They had the investor call. Uh, A couple highlights, Nick Khan said that the Writers Guild Association strike is not going to affect WWE. He also said in regards to creative, UFC and Endeavor are not going to interfere with WWE uh, and their creative. And overall, uh, from a financial perspective, it did look like revenue was down 11% from Q1, but Q1 last year featured a major international event, which was a Saudi event. That's what the code word is for it. Um, This year, the Saudi event looks like it will be happening in Q2 with Night of Champions. So that'll reflect overall, but business is good. And, um,
2: uh, any takeaways from the Q one results for you, Andrew? No, I, I I am really curious about once, once they kind of settle in with this merger, uh, how true that's going to be with creative, not shifting. Um, you know, Nick, Nick Khan has said, and I know that he wants a little bit more of an adult, leaning towards more adult content. I'm not saying nudity or or puppies or any of that, but a little bit more violence. Yeah. Violence is the word, right? A little bit more violence in that last hour. Um, I'm just hoping they do it and they do TV 14. So I feel uh, that I'm set free from that curse of my report that they were going to TV 14 last summer. There you go. You need to be, you're trapped. You're trapped in like a
1: a gemstone.
2: Do you know, I'm so burned by that. I'm so mad about that whole situation. Yeah. So mad about it. I hate yeah the the worst thing that can happen you say something
1: that's wrong or not right or not completely accurate God yeah yeah um I don't know do do you think do you think there's gonna be any changes Ah uh, no I mean I think Nick Khan was pretty uh, I mean you know like you said everybody lies but he I think he made a good point when he's like you know look UFC was the same before UFC 200 we put Dana White in charge Dana White still books all the matches and picks how this thing goes we are merely here to support uh, support them with more financing for production. And uh, to give guidance in international expansion and other ways that their business can, you know, be grown in, in those ways. I, I, I think it'll be the same for WWE. If anything, I worry they're going to be, uh, man, I feel like I worry they're going to go give Vince too much control. You know, like if anything, it's not going to be Ari Emanuel or Dana White making phone calls to Hunter. It's going to be more Vince making phone calls to Hunter. So that's that's my that's my only concern.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting how this all shifted in a year.
1: Is it, is it, by the way, and I don't want to gloss over this. It's really messed up that everybody else's TV has to stop, but WWE has writers, right? Yeah, they have them. They call them writers for a nationally top five television show on cable. And yet those writers
2: still have to work, right? This is when WWE loves to play the line of we're sports. We're not, we're not drama. We're not television. We're just, we're sports. Oh, so the writer,
1: he's over there taking bumps. That that guy yeah, over yeah. there, he's getting smacked <laughs> with a steel chair. That guy's an athlete, Phil. It's all sports. Phil from Northwestern. Phil, get over here. <laughs> I'm gonna pop you in the face right now, Phil. Show you what an ath- show these congressmen what an athlete Phil is. Yeah. By the way, I just <laughs> randomly chose the, chose the name Phil. It was nothing to do with punk. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a little messed up. And and same goes for AEW, right? Same deal. They have Will Washington now. He should be he should be WGA. Um, we'll uh, we'll also on the we're also in the cusp, possibly of. I know the Directors Guild might go on strike in a week, and I believe SAG could could be not far behind it. We might see a full on like big time Hollywood strike unless the producers get their act together here. So
2: what happens if wh- what happens if because there's a there's a bunch of wrestlers that are SAG uh, in SAG. Great question, Andrew. Right? So Dude, yeah. and they're on TV. So
1: would they be? Well, and the and the thing with Endeavor Endeavor is uh it's not William is it? yeah it's William Morris William Morris yeah yeah well, I always feel like I'm gonna say the cigarette company um William, they're William Morris um they they have the 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 most talented high profile actors in hall ho- in all of Hollywood Dwayne the Rock Johnson is with uh, William Morris Endeavor I believe and the so there's precedent there right yeah. you have precedent where people in your umbrella who are actors. Are a part of SAG, and you have precedent where you have these athletes in UFC that will never be unionized as long as Dana White is alive. So, where do the wrestlers who are part UFC, part, you know, Hollywood, where do they fall in the middle of that? I think that's a conversation that if the right major media outlet picked up on, considering how many billions of dollars there are, it's a publicly traded company, how are people, you know, being taken care of? That might be a conversation that does pick up here, you know? And and the other side of this coin is if everybody goes on strike for like a prolonged period of time, which I'm not hoping for, but we are in the middle of TV rights negotiations, right? Does that, if this thing goes on for a while, give Endeavor and Tony even more leverage to be like, look, this thing is recession proof. Look, look, we don't even feed the elephants. We just tell them to get on their hind feet. You know, I mean, what a great business.
2: So yeah. I, and I guess what? Guess what? NBCU and, and Warner, they love that.
1: Oh, that's that's what it's all about. Savagery. Yeah. Savage. Savage businessry.
2: Yeah, it's a
1: horrible new word I just made up. Businessery. Savage businessry.
2: You know what? I'm stealing that for today. Go for it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, not so
1: savage business. WWE signed Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Tamira Minsa stock. Uh, she is the third Olympic gold medalist behind. Uh, Gable, Stevenson, and Kurt Angle, of course, to uh, be signed with the company. And what's your vibe on Gable Stevenson? You think he's done? You think he's ever coming back? I don't know.
2: I, you know, I, I was very surprised because initially I was told that he was going to start after when he did that. He did. When was that? He did something in the ring. Was it SummerSlam? No, he was a part
1: of Kurt Angle's birthday celebration on SmackDown in December of 2022. That was his last
2: appearance. Okay. I. They never did anything. I I I don't know what happened there. I I, may... I had somebody tell me Rumble
1: Weekend. Uh, of note that he was expected to be debuting full time very soon, like before Mania, and then he chose the amateur wrestling thing, and then just you know pieced out. So I don't know if that's what what it was, or if there's like if he's not. I mean, he didn't get a great reaction at Mania. He's is he vying awkward. for the Olympics? I maybe the I just think he's awkward, man. I just don't yeah. think he. I don't think he pops off the screen.
2: Was he at SummerSlam uh, SummerSlam 2021? Yes, he was. It was him and Tamira. Him and and Tamira, yes. Uh, I was there and I remember when he came out like people reacted but as soon as he started speaking it just there was nothing there. Mm -mm. That was not it it was okay, they need to do some work. But you know, Kurt Angle Kurt Angle was not a great speaker but he had that charisma that went along with it. So, you know, he, he came off a little goofy but that worked for him.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm out to lunch on what happens with Gable, but I hope yeah. the best for Tamir here. She sounded dope in her. I was reading some of her yeah. quotes there. She was just like, yeah, I always wanted to do this. I got the itch for it. Look at these people. They're having a great time. My turn now. All right. Break How about out. the twins? They got the twins, right? Yeah, they got a bunch of people in the pipeline right yeah. now. You know, they talked about on the media call yesterday. They're like, look, we called up 15 people from NXT the main roster on this thing that opens up more spots on nxt opens up more spots the performance center we have a churn rate right now we have a, a system that you as an investor can see how easily it works and it's successful right which is what's most important uh last thing here uh real quickly fox 13 confirmed that Sonia deville's home invader and stalker from about three years ago if you remember that story terrifying story good news here in the end he has received 15 years in prison followed by a 15 year uh, probation period so i hope that brings her peace of mind and just everybody don't be a weirdo right just
2: don't get, get, get. he hid under the house mm-hmm. right something like scary that. i mean that, that actually that story is far scarier than initially was reported Ugh. you know I, just to think about it, you have a stalker that's hiding under your house and oh. comes inside of your house uh, and Mandy was there, right? Mandy was, Mandy was there. there. They yeah. found this guy with zip
1: ties, a knife, duct tape, mace. I, was, I
2: had to go back and read the uh,
1: original report because I had to write about it. And I was like, Jesus. Same same thing. I was like, this is terrifying. So good news there. Hopefully uh, she feels some peace of mind. And again, don't be a weirdo. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here today. Uh, next week I'll be back on uh, – well, next week I'll be back here right on Premier Streaming Network Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday – uh, I'm going to be joined by Issa Ramos. She's back, my first return co-host, and it is because she will be in Puerto Rico, where she is from, watching Backlash. We're going to hear all about her experience. We're going to have a review of the show and talk some top WWE and AEW news this Tuesday, noon Eastern, on Premier, or next Tuesday, on Premier Streaming Next Network. Uh, me, Issa Ramos, sign up from Premier Plus to uh, catch us when we come out first run there. I'll be back on Inside the Ropes next week with my latest interview. I'm recording it tonight, it's going to be a big one. I'm sure it'll get a lot of attention. So please check us out there. I'll have some other content that I hopefully will drop in the podcast feed next week as well. Uh, but if you want to just support us in general, you can go find us on socials, but houseofwrestling.com, of wrestling.com H a U S of wrestling.com. That's the place to go every day to just click around, find all your news, engage us and support the brand. Andrew, anything that you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap up
2: the show today. Just my Twitter at Andrew Zarian on Twitter. You can find everything I'm doing right on there. Awesome. Uh, Thank you all so much uh, for tuning in uh, and joining us in House of
1: Wrestling. Please grab your shoes, get your coat, say goodbye to Willow. Uh, Thanks again for coming in here. You are welcome back anytime.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MiniHealth understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.